Typically a customer or client has an application that requires dust, mist, and or fume collection at their facility. The client will need to address this within their facility to protect their building, their equipment, and most importantly, their personnel. Hello, and welcome to Let's Talk Clean Air, where we talk about how clean air can affect the quality process for you and the workplace. I'm your host, Jacob Stewart. After installing your industrial dust collector, it's important to know the proper steps to start up your collector in a safe and efficient manner. Here with me today to talk about that checklist for your dust collector startup is Campville APC Regional Sales Manager, Taylor Morgan. So how are you today, Taylor? Hey, Jacob. Thanks for having me on. I've been with Campville since 2012 and started as a territory manager in Texas and Oklahoma. Since then, I've been a regional manager for the Mid-South portion of the U.S. since 2017. Well, great. Well, we're, we're glad to have you here with us today. So before we jump into the checklist for the startup process, I, I think it's important to know a little about the installation process that happens beforehand. Now, this is something that could easily merit an entire episode of its own. But Taylor, could you give us a bit of a rundown of the, what the checklist looks like for the installation of a dust collector? Uh, sure, Jacob. Uh, before we go into the dust collection checklist, I, I want to quickly go over how we arrived at this point. Typically, a customer or client um, has an application that requires dust, mist, and or fume collection at their facility. Typically, they have a manufacturing process that generates some sort of dust. It could be a nuisance dust, the hazardous dust, the, a flammable dust, or even a combustible dust. Uh, the client will need to address this within their facility to protect their building, their equipment, and most importantly, their personnel. Okay, Taylor. So what else takes place before a customer gets to that point and what comes before we reach that point of installation? Good question, Jacob. Uh, once the system or the dust collection equipment has been sized and designed to be the best solution available for their specific application, approval drawings are sent to the customer. The manufacturing process begins. The approval drawings include CAD and PDF drawings of the collector, control panel schematics, IOMs, uh, which includes the installation checklist as well as the startup checklist. Also readily available by Campville to the end user contractor are the installation videos of the different components of the Gold Series dust collector. Uh, those can be emailed electronically or even be accessed on our website at www.campvilleapc.com. We've got several videos uh, for the installation process as well. We also have a YouTube page and we have local support available to assist uh, for any questions that arise during uh, the installation, uh, prior to the installation, and even after the installation. Okay, so as you reach the end of that process, is there anything else that you need to review beforehand? Yeah, after we reach that process, um, we go into the customer receives the equipment the installation has began by the contractor and or end user. And now we can kind of dig into uh, what we'd want to review on the checklist. And some of these items on the checklist are quite simple, uh, but they're very important to make sure they're double checked before startup is commenced. Uh, there's a saying measure twice and cut once. 
I tend to measure two to three times just to be for certain. Uh, during the installation, uh, we mentioned earlier that there's drawings and CAD and PDF of the collector. We have an exploded view to show how the parts and the pieces come together. And it's important that we have this included with the equipment and it's installed in the way uh, that it's supposed to be installed. And it's easier for us to go back and check the installation has been completed correctly prior to startup. Now, after the installation has been completed, let's start off with uh, the filter module uh, bolting up to the hopper of the dust collector. Here's a few examples of the inspections on the dust collector that should be made prior to the startup, and these are visual. Open the door and verify the filters are installed and the clamp bars are latched and secured. Is the PAMIC filter installed? Has the polytubing and fittings been installed and routed back to the controllers? After that's been completing, make sure all doors are shut and latched and secured. Another very important visual inspection that you would do for the time would make sure all electrical has been run from all components. Uh, for example, the rotary airlock, uh, the solenoids back to the controller, uh, the fan back to the controller, and any miscellaneous components that might have an electrical signal to power them to make sure the dust collector operates as it's supposed to. And again, those are visual uh, inspections. Now, after some of the visual inspections have been done on the filter module, you probably want to look at the hopper and support structure. Is the support structure anchored to the concrete? Are the foot pads anchored? Are all the bolts tightened and secured? There's nothing missing. If there's a hopper viewport, is it closed and latched? And again, any components outside of the base collector installed as shown in the drawing, for example, the explosion protection equipment, any isolation valves, dust discharge devices. Uh, and also, if everything's in the correct orientation as the drawings show. Thanks for that info, Taylor. So we've double-checked the installation process prior to the startup, and now we can move forward to the actual startup of the dust collector. So can you explain, first off, why it's important to even have a checklist for things like startup? It is important, Jacob, and we just kind of went over the post-installation checklist to uh, verify that everything was installed as it's supposed to. Now the startup checklist is also very important to have, uh, have in place to make sure everything's been completed and again to double check the installation. Again, measure twice and cut once. This gives you an opportunity to correct anything minor and or major that might have been missed or that might not be operating as designed. Yeah, that's a great way to put it, Taylor. Measure twice, cut once. Okay, so let's go ahead and walk through, start to walk through the checklist for our listeners. Uh, what's the first thing to look for when you're starting up a dust collector? After the installation has been completed and the installation checklist has been verified, the next step would be the startup checklist. Uh, let's start with the basic cleaning system for the startup checklist. Again, uh, the basic cleaning system is a very important component. It's how the filters clean themselves. Uh, you want to verify those cleaning systems controller settings. This will let you adjust the cleaning off time and on time, the number of solenoids, which correlates with the number of diaphragms, as well as the low and high pressure alarms and other option uh, to set up an offline cleaning. This allows you to clean the filters when the fan is not in operation. Again, you will need to have power to the cleaning controller, but the fan and rotary airlock and other 
uh, electrical components wired into our controller will not need to be on and running. At this point, we're just verifying and making any minor changes to the setting of the cleaning system. That makes sense. So after the control panel settings, which are undeniably super important, uh, what's next on the checklist? A very important item to check after the control panel settings have either been verified or adjusted is the fan rotation. Um, the fan will be either running in a clockwise or counterclockwise rotation. It's very important to be running the correct direction uh, to maintain the desired airflow uh, designed for this system. Uh, this could be done visually uh, with bumping the motor at startup. Uh, there's typically a directional arrow on the fan housing showing if the fan is a counterclockwise or a clockwise fan. Uh, and that rotation uh, needs to be verified during uh, this process. We call it bumping the motor. If the fan's turning the wrong direction, then a minor electrical change will need to happen by flipping the three-phase wires. Here's a quick list, Jacob, of the startup procedures that kind of double checks uh, some, of, some of the items on the installation checklist. Uh, does the fan rotate in the correct direction? Verify the rotor airlock rotates in the correct direction. You can do this uh, similar to how you check the fan rotation by bumping the motor. Again, we're double checking uh, the installation by checking the filters to make sure they're locked in place and verify that the doors are closed and secured. And we can switch over to the compressed air. The cleaning system of the controller uh, requires cleaning with compressed air at about 90 to 100 PSI. Has the compressed air regulator been installed and set to maintain that PSI? That's just the name of a few items to be checked prior to commencing the startup. Once all of these have been completed, you're getting closer to startup and operation, but you're not quite there yet. Um, you want to turn on the system, check any indicator lights that might be showing on the control panel. Now you're gonna turn on the cleaning system to continuous to verify that all the solenoids and diaphragms are functioning. And you can do this by counting and verifying the pulse system cleaning matches the number of solenoids. Uh, you would do this by checking all the solenoids are functioning and you can hear this happen uh, as the cleaning system is pulsing the diaphragms and the filters associated with that. After that's been completed and you've checked to make sure all of the solenoids and diaphragms are firing, you would flip it back over to clean at high pressure on the controller. Most of these controllers are including VFDs these days that, that could be anywhere from 25 horse to 100 plus horse. So another step in the startup process would be once the fan is in operation and airflow is going into the dust collector, you take airflow readings and adjust the VFD to the desired airflow the system was designed for. Uh, once you set the VFD, you're all set from there to maintain the desired airflow from there on out. Okay, and, and for those who don't know, what does VFD stand for? Good question, Jacob. A VFD is a variable frequency drive. Um, it serves a, a couple of different purposes um, for an energy savings. And then also another added benefit to a variable frequency drive is you maintain that airflow the system was designed for throughout the operation of the dust collector. You don't have to adjust any dampers. You can do it from the ground level in the controller and adjust the VFD accordingly. The other upside to it that people might not realize is that it extends filter life on the system because you're maintaining that airflow and that air volume 
going into the inlet of the dust collector throughout the operation of the dust collector. Once this has been completed and all checks are made and the manufacturing process is set to begin with your newly installed dust collection equipment, now you can run dust under your dust collector and start running your process. Once the dust starts entering the dust collection system, you want to check the discharge device for an example uh, to make sure it's discharging dust into the bin, the sack, or the 55-gallon drum. To do this, you want to test your operation and your manufacturing process and then take a quick pause to check one of your discharge devices. Okay, so now we've started to get toward the end. The dust collector's been started up and now it's starting to do what it's meant to do. It's starting to collect dust and all that. So now that it's been started up, are there any final steps that people need to do just to be safe? When startup's completed, I like to watch the operation of the collector and the manufacturing process that generates the dust in the fume. We want to make sure that it's appropriately capturing the dust or fume as designed and the operators are happy with everything. This could be watching the process throughout the day while being on site and, and also following up a week or so later to make sure everything's operating the same way as when the startup had been completed. That also gives everyone a chance to make any minor changes that might be needed. Another last step would be operator training. And this can also be done throughout the startup checklist uh, for a baseline of the operator training. This checklist uh, does not need to be done every time before starting the equipment, but it is a good ch checklist to have handy. And that's why it can be beneficial to have an operator involved in this startup process to make them more familiar with their new equipment. The operator training uh, goes over the cleaning system, the startup and shutdown procedures as well as any indicator lights that might be on the control panel and or the dust collector and what the purpose of these lights and these components are for the equipment. Another part of the training is for anyone who will be maintaining and or operating the equipment. This could be an operator, a maintenance manager, a plant manager, anybody that will be starting, shutting off or maintaining or doing the maintenance on the equipment. It's a good idea for them to be available during the operator training. There are also daily checklists that can be utilized to keep track of the performance and the daily, weekly, or even monthly, quarterly checks. And, and these checklists could, you, you could write down the pressure across the primary and secondary filters at the beginning and end of every shift. It could have a dust discharge container. Has that been emptied or is it full? Who's the last person that checked it at the end of the shift? It could have information on the compressed air regulators. The compressed air regulator still set at 9,200 PSI. Is the cleaning system still on? Is it cleaning at high pressure? Is it cleaning on demand? So on and so forth. It can be as detailed as you'd like it to be, but that way you know it's not out of sight, out of mind, and somebody's periodically checking on the equipment. Contact information is communicated on who to call with any questions, concerns, uh, future site visits. I always like to set a follow-up with the equipment within the first quarter of it operating. All of these things are really what sets Camphill apart and makes us the best dust collection manufacturer in the business. We like to be there in the beginning as your trusted advisor, your support throughout the process, uh, and your expert once everything's set up and running. Okay, so now we have a pretty clear understanding of what the startup process looks like for a dust collector. Uh, for for anybody who may still have some questions about this or just 
any other similar topics for that matter, uh, what are some resources that are available to them? The best resource is who you know or who to call during the startup. We make that clear throughout the process uh, of the purchase, the installation, and the startup of your equipment. At Camful APC, uh, we have representation across the U.S. globally. We're only one phone call away to make a site visit and here to help and assist. Great. Well, thanks again for stopping by, Taylor. Uh, I'm sure the startup process could be a little intimidating to newcomers, but like you were saying, having a trusted advisor can make things run a lot more smoothly. Thanks for having me on, Jacob. And, and it can be intimidating um, if you're not informed and you don't have the resources available. We like to be the easy button at Campville ABC. We like to be the trusted advisor. We're here to help. We're only a phone call away. If you have any questions, you can get on our website at www.campfullapc.com uh, and find a local representative and we're here to help. Thanks for having me, Jacob. All right, thanks again, Taylor. If you'd like to find out more about this and other topics, simply follow the links in the show notes, which you'll find in the description of this podcast. They include links, contact details, and anything else you might need to get more information. This podcast was produced by Camfill, the world leader in the production and development of air filters and clean air solutions. You can find out more at camfill.com. Be sure to join us for our next episode and be sure to subscribe to get notifications for future episodes. Until then, I'm your host, Jacob Stewart, and this has been Let's Talk Clean Air. Thank you for listening. Thank you.